1: Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This is the Moving Iron Podcast this is brought to you by Valley Transportation. I've got Parker Johnson on here, and Parker, it's good to have you back on, man. Yeah, good to talk to you again, Casey. So it is a—I uh, don't want to say it's a 180-degree difference from what it was last year, but it's sure not the same. Um, this not time even last, goals. yeah. So this time last year, and you are talking. You were—you had a backlog of months' worth of work lined up, and and this year you're back to about a normal what you would consider to be kind of a normal span of getting stuff shipped around. So I guess Parker talk a little bit about what's going on at Valley Transportation and and what you're seeing in in the world of freight right now.
2: Yeah. Just trying to keep the, keep the trucks full and cruising down the road. And, and uh, like you said, I mean, last year we had, yeah, months, we were months out and now it's, everything's getting picked up so quickly, but, but it's good. I mean, the freight keeps coming in and, and, uh, and the trucks are, trucks are still full. So Yep. We we go everywhere and if we if we don't have something, we'll we'll find something.
1: Yep. Yep. So when you're looking at um let's just I mean you guys haul a lot of stuff out of all the factories, whether it's deer stuff, case, wherever it might be, you guys haul a lot of stuff out of there. I guess looking at the stuff coming out of the factory now, is it better, worse, about the same? Kind of what are you seeing of as far as as far as stuff getting pushed out to the dealerships?
2: It's it seems like it's trickling out pretty slow. Like every once in a while you'll get a, get a whole slug of stuff and then it yeah. might go a few days and you don't, don't see hardly anything. Yeah. Uh, construction, the construction side is about the same. And, um, but, I mean, it's continuing to flow, which, which is better than last year when you, you, you couldn't even get appointments to get loaded because there were so many, so many loads. and right. You would sit in line for two days at one of the factories and, and, uh, and
1: just sit there
2: twiddling your thumbs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So now that's I've noticed that a lot with the stuff that we're getting is that it, it comes in, um you know, not onesie twosie stuff, but you'll get just a whole bunch of stuff at the same time, and and that's the same story I'm getting from about everyone I talk to around the country. It's just a uh, kind of an all uh, all at once type of deal. Then you have a pretty good lull, and then there comes another another slug of stuff coming through.
2: Like we got we got a lot of the stuff out of the 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 tillage factories up in North Dakota for John Deere and. And uh, that stuff's been coming out, you know, pretty, pretty regularly, which is nice. We got a lot of trucks up in the area, so it's always nice to get something back out of there.
1: Yeah, yep. So when you're looking at, um, let's talk about fuel for a little bit here. So I mean, fuel prices have come down significantly from what they were, you know, this time last year. Um, Still fairly expensive to 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 ship stuff, and and with fuel prices the way they are now, but they're not five, six, seven, eight dollar diesel fuel anymore um i guess as you as you're looking at what's going on with that what's your kind of what's your reaction to some of that and how's that freed you guys up a little bit to do some different things out there on the uh the trucking front
2: you know that that's the thing with the fuel that's the only thing that's come down in price at all you know drivers <laughs> wages are still high but, right yeah i mean yeah. everybody everybody says well fuel's so cheap why is it still expensive to haul it well yeah. everything else is yeah as the driver pay the equipment i mean everything is just insane i mean we um we actually uh started looking at some different things and we got um we're saving a pile of money just getting def delivered right to the right to the office which you always have but we started renegotiating terms and and Mm -hmm. getting a really big bulk price and brad sent an email out the other day like here's one thing that we can do to save money you know (laughs) in times like these and it was it was a pile as long as the drivers you know come through the yard fill up whether they're three quarters full or not just Just fill up at the office. Save us a lot of money. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean the freight prices, depending on where you're at, they're definitely, you know, still pretty strong. You know, coming out of the Midwest, you know, because there's still a lot of freight. But you get out to California, Arizona, and stuff like that. I mean, the rates have dropped so bad. I mean, you just take what you can get because there's there's nothing else out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that was my next question. Go ahead. Same with the van side. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like we talked about the last time, van trailers back during the pandemic, they were making more money than than a heavy wide combine. Yeah, you know, hauling down road, and now they're you know they're basically paying the drivers driver salary and
1: fuel. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that that there's still there's still the um, the amount of, of of people that are out there in the freight that you see coming up and down the highway, but it's not. It seems to me more. Dense in certain areas, you know, like it's always been dense and, and like out here, like Between an I-80, well, I-80 right, and man. 76 meet going into Denver. It's always been a a lot of people there and then I-35 and I-80 and, you know, 70 and I-35 and those, and you know, all that stuff. But it just seems like it's very, it's almost like it's concentrated into these areas. You know, it just kind of feels like it's not, it's not as, as, vast as it used to be I guess is what I'm trying to say does that make sense what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah it's nothing like it was last year yeah at all so that was my next question I was going to talk to you a little bit about was so where where from an equipment standpoint is there any one place in the country right now you're seeing more equipment come in or out of than than in the past
2: you know coming out of I mean obviously where all of you know Iowa where the factories sure. are North Dakota factories you know mm-hmm. um it's It doesn't really i mean it doesn't seem like it changes a lot i mean the volume might go different or you know might go down but the the areas where the freight's going to and coming from is you know always high and you know like texas i mean you you know you got construction equipment going to texas well texas they can do construction all year round sure i mean they're 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 going through equipment i mean they're they're putting the hours on it and stuff like that you know it's all in southern states and um you know ag stuff you know mainly stays in the midwest but i mean I got a lot of customers out on the East coast too, you know, um, it's, it's just, I think everything's the same. It's
1: just, you know, less product. Yeah. What also seems like kind of to your point with the, with the construction thing, you look at States like Florida and Texas, um, North and South Carolina for that, you know, in those areas where you're seeing some really big urban growth, Um, Especially in Texas and Florida, I mean, holy crap! But I mean, you take a look how fast, like cities like Dallas and Houston, and and uh, you know San Antonio, and and those areas like that, Austin. You know how fast those cities are growing and what they're doing, and the amount of equipment that are going that's going into that area, because the amount of construction, infrastructure growth, those kind of things. There's got to be just a flood of stuff coming in and out of there. I would guess constantly, just a flow of stuff constantly. Yeah, yeah. The amount
2: of the amount of construction equipment that goes to Texas is I mean, I'm sure there's other states too, but like for us it's like Texas is where the majority of it goes. Right. You know, yep. It goes back to being able to work, you know, twelve months out of the year, like up, up here mm-hmm. in Minnesota. You, you ain't getting any road construction done in the wintertime or, <laughs> right. yeah. or anything like
1: that. Yeah. A little tough to but, to do uh, lay asphalt in and, and when it's snowing outside or forty below one or two, right? When you're looking about, at it, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Well, how about on your side? You know,
1: I mean, in,
2: interest rates are high. Equipment prices are high. I mean, you get a sure. you get a barely sure. used X9 combine, there's 700000 $800,000. I mean, how many people can afford that?
1: We're going to find out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out soon. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to find out. No, I, I think, you know, as you're taking a look at at uh, what's going on with, with the price of equipment, um, it's it's the the good i guess the silver lining if there is one in this situation is that everything is that way whether it's you're talking combines or trucks uh wheel loaders or you know cranes i mean everything has just been so so expensive and there's such a run-up in 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 what uh what we've seen in in price um it's going to be interesting to see how some of that that one-off stuff like uh you know you start looking at somebody's class um 10 and 11 combines, whether you're looking at the class or the deer or new homes or whoever it is that you're looking at. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch how those, what happens with those, you know, and, and just where those go. Um, there's, uh, cause, cause the thing about that is, and I think this, you know, you have to be careful about this everywhere you're at, but when you're looking at something that's so different, uh, than, than everything else around it, that, that used X9 combine is, or that used, uh, class you know class 10 combine or something like that that have a couple hundred hours on them they're they're probably as expensive not this little more expensive than um than what you see with uh like a like a new 780 with a head you know what i mean so when I mean, yeah. you start factoring all that stuff into play and what's that look like interest rates and those kind of things come into play but you know i'd say one thing th- that i will say is that how how we move forward with that, and then the same thing on on the trucking side of that. I mean, with the price of trucks where they are, and the financing side of those kind of things. It's just how you're looking at it, structuring the notes and what your is. what's your plan. In what's your long term plan with the piece of equipment that you got? I mean, is this something you're going to keep till the wheels fall off and then you're done, or are you going to keep this for a couple of years and 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 trade it in or whatever it is? So it's just all in how you have it structured and what it looks like, and 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 trying to play that that game of. You know, how am I going to manage my equity and those kinds of things? So I think that's, that's the key to a lot of this stuff. Um, but again, you got to find someone that wants to buy a, cause it's not just like going out and buying a new, another 780 combine or, you know, you know whatever, you know, you've got to, if you go jump up to that, that class 10 or class 11 combine, it's not just the combine you got to buy. You got to buy bigger grain carts, more trucks. Everywhere. I mean, your whole support thing just now amplifies right. that. And and I think yep. that's that's the big the big thing with that. And and those customers that are that are looking at that have multiple machines already and they're trying to go to one because of you know the same thing that everybody else is. But I'll be honest with you, when I look at it, um I don't I don't know that if you have two combines, for example, or three combines or something like that, and and you're having a hard time finding people to drive your combine. And you go down to one X nine or one, you know, class whatever, or whatever the other brand is that you want to look at. Um, I don't know that you're really alleviating the the labor issue that you think you're alleviating because you have on the backside you have more support equipment that you have to have to come up with. So um, if and you already have that so you know. one combine as you are two combines, so then you got the you know the maintenance yeah. factor and. Yeah, so I mean, you got now if you already have that infrastructure in place and you've got all the people in it, yeah, it's a great idea. But if you don't have that infrastructure in place, you need to have a long, long look at what you're doing because it may be better for you just to go back to one, whatever that you're running now, instead of two if you're having labor issues. But that's a that's a farm by farm deal, and you know how that works. I mean, you can jump. Luckily, we're
2: I'm small enough we don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, (laughs) we got our... Got our 9,500 combine and, and,
1: uh, it keeps running. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. It's a good combine. Uh, (laughs) when you have, when you're looking around at, uh, at some of the the different things that are, that are popping up right now, I guess looking into the future, what are some of the things that you're kind of, that you're looking at saying, Hey man, these are, this could be some trouble coming down the road here or, or what's, what's I guess some of the positive things you see happening right now.
2: Um, positive i guess we're you know we're we're not behind so i mean we're keeping up with everything everybody's getting their stuff in a timely manner um, but the the downside is with when people get slow is you got to be careful who you who you hire to haul your equipment i mean yeah. we were just visiting with some customers uh last week went out went out and seen some people and they're talking about how their phones blowing up every day at all these different brokers and you know, carriers you've never heard of before calling them every single day wanting to haul their freight. But you know, like we were just talking about a X nine combine, million dollars. You can't just have anybody haul that thing. You know, you got to right. make sure they got the right the right trailer, the enough cargo insurance for for one thing. Yeah. You know, you, you don't wanna. That'd be a bad loss if if uh, if something were to happen like that. But yeah, yeah, def, definitely be careful on on who you have hired to haul your equipment.
1: Yeah. I get those uh, those calls, too, and the first thing I ask me you know, and I talk to him a little bit about what it is, and kind of start sniffing around a little bit, and when they say, hey, you know, I got some combines, or hey, I got, you know, a four-wheel drive or something like that, and they ask you, what's that look like, and how wide is it, and how tall is it, and what kind of trailer do I need to have to haul that, those are all the red flags in the world. When someone asks me what kind of trailer do I need to have to haul that, I'm like, I don't think you're probably the right person for me to lend this out to, so... We got such a
2: good group of guys here and and uh, and gals that that know exactly what you're talking about. If you call in and, and tell us you got whatever make model combine yep. you got, we know what you are talking about. I mean, yeah, they they can they can be different, but I mean, the majority of the time they're they're all pretty similar. But you know, depending on what they got for tires and different things like that, uh, depends on how wide they're going to be. But yeah, yeah, you definitely definitely want somebody that knows what they're doing hauling your stuff.
1: Yeah, I never had Pete's never asked me how how. Uh... What kind of trailer i need to have to pull, pull my no. column, you know I mean? so oh you just you just know <laughs> yeah i just i don't i don't think I, do anyway. I should have to know that yeah i don't i kind of feel like that's a question i shouldn't have to know when when i get when yeah. it comes to trucking so <laughs> you get I just these, need to know where it needs to go uh,
2: yeah we rarely use hot shots unless it's something simple because like yeah, yeah they they specialize in simple yeah. things I'll oh. send a hotshot and grab the grab the duels off of a combine or something, you know, because it's too heavy. You have to ship them separate. And I, I can't put this combine on my trailer. No, no, nobody. You're you're just getting the tires. I wouldn't I wouldn't try putting a combine <laughs> on your hotshot. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's funny. It's funny what you're yeah. running across, isn't it? Um, oh yeah, Here hear a lot of funny things. Yeah. All right. So, so last thought there, uh, before we shut things down, I guess as you're taking a look at, um, going into the end of this year, so on and so forth, folks, what advice do you have for folks that are looking at, at freight? Maybe something after like post harvest, um, or pre harvest, I'm sorry, uh, getting stuff moved around, um, from, from place to place on some, some equipment that may be coming in late.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, if, if you're looking and you want some prices, give me a call before you pull the trigger. You know that, that uh, the freight price always, you know, got to factor that into your total cost and, and uh, how aggressive you want to be on buying that piece of equipment, whether it's a combine or new heads or whatever. Um, but definitely the earlier, the better, if you can get the deal done. Um, you know, it, it always, it always sucks when, you know, harvest is you know, people are going to be combining corn next week, and somebody just started looking for a combine and they want it tomorrow. You know, things things yeah. don't always line, uh, you know, perfectly. I mean, every once in a while, you you get something like that where we can we can get it on the truck the next day or whatever. But but uh, but it's always best to you know plan ahead. Yep, for sure, for sure. All
1: right, Parker, good stuff. If folks want to reach out to you, get more information about what you're doing over at Valley Transportation, or just to book some freight, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. Give me a call at
2: 800-657-4910 or shoot me an email at pjohnson at
1: valleytransinc.com. Right on. Got the Moving Iron Summit coming up here. Uh, Parker and Brad and, and the rest of the gang are going to be there at their booth. So if you're going to check those guys out while you're there, may i tell you what, they're one of the best trucking companies out there that I that I work with and that's why they're on the Moving Iron Podcast. So Parker, appreciate you being on and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys in Nashville.
2: All right. Thanks a lot, Casey.
1: Can't wait. Right on. I'm Casey right. Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and check me out over on LinkedIn or over on LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. And then go check out the video version at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. So uh, go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related. And if you need more information about the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, send me an email, at Moving Iron Podcast at MovingIronPodcast.com, or just fill out all the information there online and you will get registered. Use that $50 discount from the folks over at Axon for your registration fee. And we look forward to seeing you guys in Nashville. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Parker Johnson. It's Moose folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership create connected customer experience and transform how you work
0: in the 21st century Hard work.